but why I'm excited to get on radio and start this like kind of opening the fucking floodgates and this is because the more i tell my story to comedians they're like oh yeah man fuck bob and tom fuck that shitty show and I, they treated me like, and, and i'm and i'm telling you it'll be a fucking floodgate it'll be a, a regular segment of comics talking about they fucking hate, but i bet it i bet it's true Famous Skeptic Tank. It's not really world famous at all. Ladies and gentlemen, how are you? I'm doing this from my bed. It's a beautiful goddamn week in New York. The springtime is here officially. That was the best thing about landing from uh, from Bangkok. It was so hot there. It was 80 degrees here. And people were complaining about the heat. Go fuck yourself. It was 95 with humidity. This is wonderful. It's springtime and it's beautiful. It's like in the 70s now. Everybody's out and smiling. The, the nights are warm. All you need is a t-shirt. We've entered t-shirt weather. You guys, if you had to pick a time to be alive in New York City, it would be now and... Oh, that's it. It'd be now. <laughs> Bad news, you guys. I woke up and found food in my mouth. So a couple things could have happened. Either I got a new apartment. I moved into my new apartment. And it's wonderful. I have no complaints about the new apartment. I mean, it's wonderful. (laughs) I love it. But either someone, maybe the old tenant, has still has the key to this place and has broken in overnight to put food in my mouth and then left which is a very serious issue and i mean if that's happening i'm gonna have to deal with it because that that can't go on that's a violation of my privacy i mean it's a it's a clear violation of who i am and i would have to do something about it to stop him from coming in here and taking bits of food, probably chewing them up, I guess, and then shoving them into the space between my gums and my lip. Either that or Ari Shafir is turning into a fat pig, which I think is the case. I think that's the case, you guys. I love New York, and I've sh- I'm starting to eat the food, all the food, because I ate so much good food in Thailand. I was like, what am I doing going to Whole Food all the time? Listen, I'll go there for some greens. I'll bring them back. I'll eat some, but I've got to experience this fucking town, this culinary experience. It's amazing. Everywhere, this food. I've been on a burrito kick lately. <sighs> i got to be honest, though. The stuff I've had is not quite as good as, as L.A. <sighs> I've got to go try La Lucha again. I remember that being okay. Maybe I just need a bean and cheese. They don't have the California burrito, which I like. Okay, so a lot of times people go, well, this type of, they don't have good Chinese food and wherever. They don't have, and it's just, no, that's just a type of Chinese food you, you're used to. 
I mean, the real, uh, whatever. Sidetracking. You guys, this episode, I have Big J on, and we're talking about bad interviews. We didn't have enough time, really, to go into it, but we had some time. It was a good hour. Good hour discussion. Big J's always a treat. Always a treat. He's going to be doing my storyteller show again. By the way, I have two storyteller shows, live ones, in New York. June 4th, 10 p.m., Brooklyn at Union Hall. One of my favorite places to do the show. We did it there last year. Miss Pat did it. Big J did it. Julia Rossi did it. Wow, that's three people from this season that we did. We're on that show. DC Benny told a great story about getting molested by the ice cream man. And then there was one other one. There was one other one. Somebody fell out late. Michael Che canceled late. Who took over? I don't know. Oh, Rob Cantrell. Rob Cantrell. Yeah, so it was a good one. I really liked it. Small theater. So get tickets. $15 in advance. 20 at the door. Um, I am not going to tell you who's going to be performing. I'm actually because I'm still making the lineup. But just get tickets. It's going to be good no matter what. I'm only getting good people and maybe one or one or two new ones who are like taking a shot. That's what I always do. So I have a show there, June fourth, 10 p.m. show. That'll be great. We can all get high afterwards because it's Brooklyn and it's a place to do it. June thirtieth, I'm doing another one at the stand. Um, and I don't know. Then I'm performing all the time at the stand, just regular shows. Seller, uh, DC Improv in July, Bonnaroo all of August. No, Bonnaroo in June and Edinburgh all of August. Guys, go to my website for tickets. Um, so yeah, Jay and I were just went talk about interviews. Bob and Tom, lots of shit. Oh wait, I have got some stories to tell you from last week's episode. This is very embarrassing. Pete found out. Some some fucking listeners told me about it. I don't mind when people point stuff out to me in a good way. Not like, man, you got the year wrong. It was 1912, not in 1913 when the clock was so embarrassing. When we went to the palace that day to see the king's palace, King Philip or whatever the fuck his name is. I should look up what his name is. Hold on. <laughs> There's no way it's King Philip. No way. But when we went to the palace to... Oh, yeah, I can rest it on my fucking... King of Thailand name. Wow. I was not really that far off. I said Philip... And his name is actually Bumibol Adulyadej. So, I mean, Philip, on one hand, listen to it. Listen to it carefully. Philip, Bumibol Adulyadej. Okay, new moment. I pronounced that fucking sweet that second time. Uh, anyway, I went to see it. And the guy, you heard the story in the podcast. The guy fucking, you know, was hooked us up with this tuk-tuk driver. Took it. The guy was in on it. It's a scam. It's a well-known scam. They tell you the palace is closed for repairs or for fucking, they're praying like he told us. Oh, what? No, they're praying until 1030, but this guy can take you around. 40, 40 bot. He'll hook you up. He goes 40, 40, and the guy's like, yeah, okay, 40. The whole thing's a scam, then a shakedown. Seemed too good to be true. He had maps. 
He had a map in his pocket. Why, why would a local have a map? God. So embarrassing. I mean, how much did they get out of us? 200 baht a piece? Six bucks each? For six bucks each, he actually did take us around to three different places in his tuk-tuk. I mean, and it took like an hour and a half. It's really not that much, but the principle of it. And the fact that we were going to go see Bumabul Aduriyadej's his palace. And you fucking robbed us. I'm sorry, King Philip. That's Okay, it's just the big cities. I've talked to some friends who have been back- backpacking through Thailand. And it's just the big cities where they try to like take advantage of you at every moment. <sighs> you know who does not try to take advantage of you? Warby Parker. That's right, everybody. I got a sponsor. And they're actually pretty cool. Uh, I don't take sponsorships of people I don't like believe in in some way. It's a mixture between things I actually use myself and things that are like, yeah, this seems like a cool product. It's not for me, but for other people. Warby Parker is for me. You guys, it's fucking the glasses they, they give you. First of all, I mean, first of all, they're $95 with lenses in them. Um, I've done it. I've gone through the process. Here's what you do. You go online, you can get up to five. I mean, you can just buy them outright if you want, but don't do that. That's crazy. Because um, you got to try glasses on. You got to see if they face forward. They got to see how you fit in your head. When I get massive haircuts and change my look drastically, which I do every two years, you got to get new glasses. They don't fit your your, your face right. Unless you, let's, let's, anyway, so you try it. You, you go uh, to warbyparker.com. You can pick out five different frames, and you can look by color and by shape. You can, like, if you only want, like, um, I want kind of rounded ones. So if you look you look for round ones, you can look for square, rectangle, uh, and different colors, purples, greens, brown, turtle. Um, you pick out five you like. They send them to you. Try them on immediately. You have, I think, five days or a week or maybe even two weeks to return them. The point is just do it immediately. Um I am super responsible. I'd wait a month and then they would bill me for the five frames. Don't get to that point. Just get them. Be like, wow. You put, and it's five days it's from when you get it or seven days from when you get it. Um, try them on. See which ones you like. Send them all back. They give you even a little notepad so you can make notes about it. You can show your friends. Hey, what do you think of these? And just try on five in front of them. They'll tell you. Uh, and then send back all of them. And then if you like one of them, then you say, okay, I want these Burks. That's what I got last time. I want the Burks. Uh, here's my prescription. You just send it to them, and then they send you a pair of Burks with uh, the, fra- the lenses in them. 95 bucks. Include shipping. All of it. The shipping part is free. So they give you labels and everything. So it's fucking great, you guys. It's $95. The first time I got some, I fucking, they were great. But I brought him to China, and then I had the fucking. I, I made out with this girl in, in like Guangzhou. That I met, it was really fucking hot. I mean, like sexually hot. It was, it was just a makeout, just a makeout. But like, man, it was middle of nowhere, and it was just like anyway. As we were making out, I took my glasses off, and then I, I mean, I sat on him, and then I didn't even get off when I sat on him. I was so hooked up in the moment it was like a high school makeout i mean it really was i sat and then i just kept sitting on them and, and shifting and they didn't even break that bad to be honest 
<laughs> but I need a new one, so I went and got new ones. And that's a cool thing, too. If you fuck them up completely, you already know what you got. You can just say, hey, send me the fucking Burks. Anyway, you guys go to WarbyParker.com. Get them. Um, when you place an order for prescription glasses, you'll have them in your hand within 10 business days. And they're usually faster than that. They were faster than that, the ones that I got. Uh, if you want, go to Warby.com slash Ari to choose your free home try-on frames. Oh, I get it. Okay. No, it's not free shipping. It's not free shipping for the final frame choice. It's only free shipping for the try-ons. But if you use WarbyParker.com slash Ari, then it's also free shipping for your final frame choice. So, okay, yeah, do that. WarbyParker.com slash Ari. Support the podcast and get fucking sweet glasses. And if you don't like them, like if you don't like all five, you return all five, try again. Or don't try again. Get some glasses that look good on you. Um, you guys, that's a sponsor. That sponsor money goes to giving people like Jay. It has now moved up to $100 because I have a sponsor. <sighs> and what's Jay going to do with that money? You guys know what I do with my money. I use it for quality products like drugs. And what does Jay do? Jay uses it not to feed his starving daughter. <laughs> I mean, he does that too, I guess. But like, but no, I'm back in character. Not to feed his starving daughter, but to relapse on tobacco cigarettes, the worst of all cigarettes. He's smoking again, you guys. Listen, the problem with shaming uh, rapists is that it's not going to work on them. People rape for power. Um, uh, most cases of somebody grabbing you uh, behind a bush and like taking you into the corner and like you know with a knife to your throat, um, they don't even fuck. Uh, you can look it up. That's not even a thing. They usually uh, penetrate the woman with with something else. It's about. It's literally about power and not sexual gratification. Um, in the violent cases of rape. Um, where was I? Man, that's a big sidetrack. Oh, so the idea of shaming someone, pedophiles too, it's like that's not going to work because it's sort of a sickness where they need this power. Um, shaming, it's not, it doesn't really do the job to shame an aggressor. But in this case, I think it would do something. I think uh, he's already entering into a into a chemical addiction on nicotine. And I think the best thing you can do for Big J is to shame him. Call him a fucking an idiot. I mean, he went to, he went to Philadelphia, and so he, it's a trigger being at home. That's where he used to smoke. That's where he started smoking. That's how I got at the comedy store. It was the hardest place to quit smoking. It was the hardest place to quit smoking. Because every time I go back there, the memory of smoking would be there and people would be offering you cigarettes and it felt right. It felt like this is how it should be. When I quit, I used to not be able to stay there very long. I had to go do my spot and leave immediately. But Jay is, went to Philadelphia, had two cigarettes and he goes, nah, it's okay. We just had two cigarettes. Me and Christine just had two cigarettes and it won't, won't, we won't stick to it at all. And now they're fully smoking again. Shame, Jay. Shame. It's disgusting. You stink, bro. And you're using all your money on it. It's 15 bucks a pack in L in New York. It's 15 bucks a pack. Your daughter is starving to death. She's going to die of malnutrition. And you're busy smoking cigarettes. Now, the idea that also, like, you can just say, you, sh- you know better than that is ridiculous because it's a chemical addiction. 
and he's reinvited the nicotine into his body. He's reinvited the addiction into his body. And he'll give you excuses like, they'll always give you excuses why you relapse. Brian Redbane used to do it. Oh, my, one of my cats got sick and I had to take him to the vet. It was stressful, so I'm smoking. It's like, what? You know, most people don't smoke over, the, over that. They just take their cat to the vet. Big J's excuse was, oh, the, the place that sells the e-cigarettes that I like nearby me doesn't sell those e-cigarettes anymore. So, you know, I had no choice but to smoke full cigarettes. Again, go fuck yourself, you fucking liar. Guys, we can make Jay feel bad. I mean, Rogan used to do it to me. He used to yell at me when I was smoking cigarettes. I, would, I remember being in Atlanta at the hotel they put us up at. And I was smoking a cigarette, waiting for them to come down, for Tate and Joe to come down. Joe immediately starts in on me. Oh, what the fuck's wrong with you? You fucking, you're smoking. You have to smoke. And I was smoking all the time. I wasn't even trying to say I quit. I was a full smoker. And we just yelled. So I was like, oh, I put the cigarette out. And Tate was like, uh, no name drop. Tate was like, um, was like, see, you can quit. I'm like, no, it's only because I didn't want a cigarette and a yelling at. I only wanted a cigarette. So a cigarette in a nice day would be pleasurable. A cigarette and a yelling at would be less pleasurable. And I've also already smoked half a cigarette. So I don't, the desire is not there anymore. That's why I can quit. I'll smoke later when you guys aren't yelling at me. So guys, yell at him. Find him on, on Twitter at BigJOkerson.com and make him feel bad. Shame him. His daughter is more likely to smoke cigarettes because he's smoking. And he'll say, no, I don't smoke around her or in the car. But man, kids know. And she's going to be a smoker now because you can't stop smoking. Because you're letting the chemical run through your body and get worse and worse every day. He's a full smoker now. He, he'll say, like, no, I'm not. I'm working on it. He's a full smoker. Or he'll put in, like, two days of not smoking. And he'll go, see? I didn't smoke for two days. I get it, you guys. I get it. I was a smoker for a long time. It's a good release. It really is. After a big pasta meal, it feels great. And I guarantee you now... Most of the smokers that are listening to this are getting an urge for a cigarette right now. That's how devious the fucking drug is. It gets in you, you just hear about it and you want it. It's cold turkey. That's the only way. And then it takes like three months for it to be out of your system. Three months of not having any cigarettes. My suggestion to help you get over it, smoke a shitload of weed. When you want to smoke something, smoke weed instead. You can go to your if you live in LA, Cal, I mean California, Colorado, Washington State, any state with like legalized or very very easily medicinal marijuana. Just go to a dispensary and tell them like I want some shitty weed. I want some really low level weed, so it's just gonna make me feel like I'm smoking, but there's gonna be no nicotine in it. Do that. Anyway, make Big J feel bad, you guys. Make him feel bad. Make him feel bad. That's a good song to go out to, ladies and gentlemen. Ari Shafir, Skeptic Tank, episode one. What are we at now? Does it sound like I have? I have the microphone in my foot. Does it sound like I have? Episode 220. The Gift of Garble. That's a good name. The Gift of Garble. Yeah. Fucking first choice. The Gift of Garble with Big J Oprison. All about bad interviews. Make it feel bad. You can make me feel bad if you want to. You can make me feel bad if you want to You can make me feel bad if you want to
can make me feel bad if you want to. Here, I'll give you the good sock. I don't need the things you say. Wherever you want. Yes, sit wherever you want. Where do you feel more comfortable? I can live out of my mind. Where do you feel most comfortable? Alright. Is that not where you feel most comfortable? No, it wasn't about being comfortable. I was saying more for like conversation makes more sense. If we're both sitting on the couch, it's, it's less. Weird. It's weird. Yeah. That's a movie pill on a chick to uh, have sex with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, let's uh let's both sit together and watch podcast, yo. <laughs> I've never done that. My friends do you, have. Do you remember uh, one of the first podcasts I ever did with you, if not the first? Yeah. Was with uh remember Glitter Goddess, was that her name? Yeah. That wasn't the first. No way, you'd been on one before. Had I been on before that one? Yeah, I think so. I mean, that was way, way back, man. It was way back, but that can't be the first one you did with me. Unless it was because you still won't do the topic I want you to do, and so it was because you wouldn't do that, I wouldn't have you on for a while. Because <laughs> you talk about swanging? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have you on for a while. I was like, no, I told you what I wanted to have you on for. So I was like, well, this will be an excuse to have you, have you on. That's a, yeah, that may, have been, that may have been very, very true. Yeah, it might have been the first one. Um but she was fucking crazy interesting. But yeah, I think, I, and I don't know, I think she like, she met a guy and moved to, moved to Texas. Houston, Texas. Yeah. yeah. I, she does, I don't hear from her anymore, but she was in touch for a while. But uh, yeah, she was fun. She was cool enough. Yeah, yeah. We could never hooked up because she was like, nah, you're too, too dominant. I'm, the, I'm that way too. Really? Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? Still like your boobs and stuff. And she was like, "Nah, I, yeah, her body was pretty sick." You want to tie me up? I want to tie you up. She was a cute, cute girl, man. Yeah, she, she was. was fun. Uh, oh man, yeah. I mean, I don't know. She never did anything with me and Christine. That would have been nice. Oh yeah. It was too early in the game. We're going nuts now, huh? No, not really. It's really uh, things like that can't happen like crazy often. <sighs> but when they come, they come up big. Yeah, that was a biggie, dude. The fucking. Jeez. A fu- <laughs> for, well, it's funny. I, I try to challenge, you know, Ralph Sutton, my buddy. Yeah. We, you know, we do the SDR show, and he, uh, you know, always has these stories of like, you know, he's like, I've been with three, you know, it was a three or four girls and me. Yeah. He said. And I was like, uh, we just seems, I'm like, I'm like, what's the scenario that could <laughs> yeah. even possibly happen? I just don't know. It's like, you really got to, not even three girls in him. Jeez. Four. Two is a lot. Two is a big jump. Getting two girls is is huge. Three is damn near impossible. Four, you'd think, is is just like the logistically, logistically. But I mean, sometimes uh, all things. And my, and you know, I don't even want to paint a picture. Like I don't, I don't like I don't like to over like uh, ever brag a story. For one, it sounds like a, you sound like a jerk off. Yeah. And two, and the reality is, in this scenario that happened, I didn't. Uh, fuck anybody actually do you know what i mean i didn't fucking but i mean just like it but it was like a weird uh a thing yeah just two girls from the cellar these two australians and then that night some other girl was that night i mean moments before wow wow it was uh it was pretty great is that just cocaine is that because of cocaine makes people do that they were into i I know why you're into it me yeah cocaine no them coming back 
Oh like, yeah, yeah, why yeah. Why yeah. they? Is it just a coke thing? We're like, fuck it, let's do this shit. Maybe very early uh, at the, or is it just like at the comedy at, com- at the com- like, at the comedy club? They kept like, you know they party. You want to party? Party. Uh, you know whatever. And then they they flat out said something about coke, and I, and I really just like I can't even fake that I do coke because I just like. <laughs> I, and I, I'm very against it, but I, you know, I don't give a fuck what anybody does. Really, if I had a friend that was getting whacked out on it, I'd probably like you know say Lame. something. I'd say yeah. something, but I mean, like, uh, I, uh, you know, it's like I don't. If these girls literally, they both may be OD'd somewhere now. What I, I wouldn't, you know, I'd go do my shows tonight. <laughs> I it wouldn't break me down. You know what I mean? Like, I, not rooting for anything bad for them. So my, my point is being like. But it is like it does make me judge a little bit. It's weird. Those two girls and they're doing it. Does you're like Ugh, what a bunch of dimwits. But like, really, you should probably yeah, judge their dimwits because they're coming player. back here. And right. I just like, I think it was as benign. I'm telling you, it's always the most benign shit. Like, it's crazy. Saying, like you know, the story I told on your show involves like you know grown men getting a girl to play truth or dare. Oh yeah, and we meant it. Because you know, it's just like if, if you if you, you if you get, well, it's just like we know like, we know funny, and I'm not I'm not aggressive, I'm not handsome enough to just be like uh, we all want to let fuck yourself you. fucking do, yeah. I, I, it has to be like bridge is like where if they go, uh, excuse me, like what are you saying? Watch white men can't jump. You're like never mind. Do you know yeah. what I mean? No, not that benign, but you make it something sexual, but it's almost like you know something along the lines of like let's just, you guys let's go play naked twister at my house. Do you right. know what I mean? And, and if they, it's like almost like it's unspoken other language happening. Because if they go. I'll come play Naked Twister. You're already like, they're going to fuck. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you get the point? It's like, they, you can make it something benign and silly, and they can say yes to that. It's a giving everyone, right, it's, not, it's, it's giving fine. everyone permission it's, to like, I'm like, ew, relax. Dude, sometimes at the late night at the comedy you store, really can't a girl go, will like get on stage, and Barris is like the master of it. And he just so gently, first they don't even want to go up, then they're up, then they're like, then he starts making people like make out with their boyfriends on stage. Like, you guys should like this. <laughs> maybe lose, maybe like break the seal right now. Go behind the curtain. Man, he's crazy. But then some asshole comic will be in the back immediately as soon as she gets up. Go show your tits, and you want to uh, be like, dude, shut your fucking mouth. It's like two You're on the ruining nose, this. dude. Yeah, it's two on the nose. They're all gonna go like, oh, this is gross. I gotta get out of here. Yeah, like, there's gotta be. I mean, look, it, 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 well, ease, in, about ease it. into it if you're looking for a thing that actually happened. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because like, dude, they were down three, here, and now oh, okay. Because here's the thing: you're literally saying, if you go come back and play strip poker at my house, yeah, you're literally saying like, let's do some fucking, let's fuck, let's get naked and do something weird. Yeah. And if they go, it's like, uh, oh, I'm really good at poker. You don't want to play me. I, I'll come back. I'll beat your ass. She's literally found the most benign way to go. Like, yeah, I'll fucking do something. Maybe yeah. I'll suck your dick and jerk you off. Yeah, Who knows exactly. what's gonna be? Let's, let's be classy about it. But. How weird is that conversation? You walk up to someone and be like, "Hey, you want to give me a hand job or maybe even fuck?" And she was like, "And she was like, yeah, I'm a little horny. I'm gonna fucking suck your dick, I guess." It's like, no, that never happened. And that's what happened with the Australian girls. No, oh. it, it, no, no. I, literally, no, here's, here's the thing. Here's right. the thing. Uh, uh, Cypher sounds. This is great. This is such a great story. Don't you love when you get to tell a story of a dude being righteous yeah. and like you're not lying for him? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like so. Like I, I, uh, I'm yeah. actually because embra- I was like, should I say his name? I'm like, should because he was fucking because he comes off great. Comes off great, dude. I'm talking to these girls after the show. Before the show, I went on stage. I was talking to a girl outside who had a bicycle with her. She was unlocking. She said she, uh, you know, like. Was a fan of a towel, and she, but she knew me to some degree, and like she was just like you know just bullshit me outside, yeah. And she had a fucking too Jordan. She had, she had a fucking body, yeah, like a really good body, and she was cute. And like a 
we're just hanging out. And like, uh, and I very quickly with stuff like say I have a girlfriend because I was like, if I, I'm gonna get the ball turning. If I feel there's some kind of vibe, let me get the ball turning on like. We hey, could do not, this. We could yeah. do this, or you know, I'm not going to waste my time sitting here talking for a, a ton. You know what I mean? Right. And she kind of gave off vibe that like she'd like be into like hanging out. At least, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Actually, like, what does that like, mean? Just vibe. Just like yeah. I mean, I, I, Are you I looking I, for it more now because Christine? Sure. Yeah. Why not? Because it doesn't. Because here's the thing: it's a possibility. So it's a like, possibility. Hey. It's a possibility, but the possibility is still generally so slim. Yeah. That's like yeah, I look for it because like it very rarely will fall in your lap. You know what I mean? You kind of right. have to, like, make something happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, where was I? She, uh, oh, so I saw that girl. So I go on stage after the show. I go, and, and we're literally trying to say that girl should come hang out. And she's saying yes. But she has a bike. And we're like, put your bike in a cab. And we're going, and she's like, no, no. She's like, she's like, I'll meet you guys at your house. I'll ride my bike over. Tell me, you know, because we don't live crazy far from the cellar. And I'm just like, in my mind, I take this as like f- fucking fat guy, like long, long, like see you later, you know, whole life fat guy mentality. In my mind, I'm going like, well, that's that. Yeah. Like now that that's her way of saying. She, that's her way again, of not being an asshole uh, again, to you. Again, the and not sa- being like, I, I would never fuck you. Again, the same like thing of, of you just said like, you know, the unspoken, like yeah. one of fuck. Like, that's uh, in my mind. She just went like, she goes, guys, I think I'm going to split. You right. know what I mean? Like I was like, I, I'm not, not interested. Thank you. You yeah. know what I mean? But she goes, you want to get one more drink before we go? She said like, that. Yeah. And I look at Christine. I'm like, yeah, we'll go upstairs. Fucking whatever. Yeah. And we go uh, up. We go up in the uh, the olive tree. And those two girls are there. The two Australians. And they're talking to me. And they're, they're chatting me up. And I'm talking to them. And While the other I, one, I, the bike girl, is still is, there. Just talking to Christine. Oh. Yeah, and I'm talking to these girls and just being like, you know, friendly and whatever. They're being like a little flirty, even not crazily. You know, I think they're more talking about coke or whatever. And then Cipher Sounds comes up. He was hosting the show. Yeah, and like the hottest one, like darts right over to Cipher, to Cipher Sounds. Yeah, yeah. Now uh, I think he's married or has a girlfriend. Yeah, it's one of those two, and uh, he has a new baby. You know what I mean? So it's like, uh, but I don't. I don't think about. I, I just like. You know, I don't know his like background story. Like, it's not in the forefront of my mind. She goes over and she's just talking to him. You know what I mean? Being very yeah. whatever. And she, you see, she is throwing it at him hard, wow. hard <laughs> from him hosting all night. Yeah, I mean, she's in. And then uh, we fucking go like we're we're leaving, and I'm like, these girls are gonna fucking hang out. And I was like, oh, I guess like maybe Sife will come hang out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we all go, and he just asks, like, kind of politely, he's like, where are you guys going? And again, it's not far, so he lets us, like, hop in. And I'm like, oh, this is like, we're all going to go back to my place. I guess, like, maybe Cypher's going to go fuck this chick or something like that. Yeah. And he just pulls up. I go, I go, you could, like, park over here, right here. And he just pulls over. And he's like, all right, guys. And I was like, oh, you're not coming to hang? And he was like, no. Nah. And he's going, like, he's going like, nah, man, nah, I can't. You know what I mean? And, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this guy. I'm like, wow, so fucking, he's being real. He's being noble. Was, like, throwing it at that him. That girl, her mind was fucking blown. That she was not getting it. Uh, she couldn't believe it. <sighs> it baffled her. She's that hot? Is that pretty? Uh, oh, she, was, she was, yeah, she was pretty. cute. She was a cute girl. Yeah, she was cute. Definitely. I mean, she was like, you know, I don't think he was like not attracted to her. You know right. what I mean? Um, it's not the shock. And he fucking, we got out and, 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 you know, I said bye to him and, and, and I jumped out and we, and, and we left and we were like, well, we were right in the corner, you know, and the girl's like 
blown away. I mean, she's, she's literally she's like, like, oh my God, like, she's stunned. Yeah. And uh, we fucking come over. I'm like, hey, you guys want to come like smoke a ball or something? And we came in the corner here and they started like they were sitting Indian style outside. And as we're hanging out, the fucking girl on the bike comes up. She pulls up. She made it. She fucking did it. She, she came. Done. She did want to come hang out. She just wanted to keep her bike with her. Just wanted to keep hang on. Well, not keep it, but she just didn't want to put her bike in the trunk of a cab. Cinderella story. She fucking. Do you believe in miracles? <clears throat> it's. And I make some joke. Some benign, childlike. What'd you say? Uh, like, 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 let's go inside and have smoke weed and have a naked party. Oh, Jesus. Or something like that. And the, and the Australian girls were all coked up. And they're like, we'd love to have a naked party. <laughs> and uh, she's like, I've never had a naked party before. I'm like, well, let's fucking get in there. And we went inside. Yeah. And I said something about, like, it's like a naked party. You gotta, if you're not naked in 10 seconds, you're full of shit. That's what you said? Yeah. And she just fucking got naked immediately. And then everyone just fucking got naked. And it was fun. It was great. Really? Yeah, the one girl, the bike girl, actually had her period, so she didn't do much. She split. The other two I stayed. I mean, that's, that's not even. With four other people, including Christine. Yeah. No. What? Four, including Christine and three others? Yeah. Plus the bike girl? No. Bike but with girl the two was Australians, the two really Australian. attractive one. No, two Australians, one of them was really attractive. Oh, oh okay, okay. With four people, you got to think one's on their period. The odds are pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one was. Yeah. And uh, and she hung out for a while, though. And I mean, she got naked. I think it was fucking... Uh, it was bizarre. It was fucking... Yeah. I, said, I didn't fuck uh, any of them. You didn't? No. Just made out? Just a bunch of weird made shit. sandwiches and stuff? <laughs> yeah. I made her some sandwiches. Um, yeah. It was fucking... But it was a fun night. Definitely. It's a good story. That's what I'm saying. So it's like wow. when, when Ralph says his thing, like I, I don't know... What his story is like? I don't know like how, how he I, hooked that up. It's like I don't know if you're gonna, if, if, even if any guy, if you have a foursome, it's like, are you gonna fuck all four? Like, are all yeah. four gonna want to fuck? You know, a guy right after the, you know, what I mean, like, just the odds of finding everyone that's like equally footed cool, <laughs> like, is probably pretty rare. Dude, or I really had the most trouble bringing one girl back. <clears throat> yeah, that, I mean, like, I, I mean, I think that's hi, would be my, I think that's out. my hardest thing too. Yeah, here's the thing: if you, with multiple chicks, you could just phrase it so like it's all like. Just like everyone's laughing, like this is crazy, right? This is so absurd. What are we doing here? <laughs> like, and everyone's just kind of laughing, and they're like, "Are we really gonna have? Is this gonna happen?" You know, what I mean, when, when when a girl goes home with just you, it's like she's made such a decision. Like she's putting herself sort of in danger. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Girl, like, some girl comic got beat up. Did you see that? No. What? Yeah, she brought some guy home, and then she was like, she didn't want to fuck him, and then he just beat the shit out of her. No shit. Yeah. What girl? Um. I don't know. I don't know where she was. Too. Isla Schlesinger. I feel like, oh, <laughs> Jesus. I feel like it's a, a Canadian comic. That's terrible, though. I want to know so bad who. Yeah. Really? Beat the shit out of her. Yeah, beat her up. Punched her a couple times. That's fucking crazy. It was me, the- Jay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Did she like, is there charges? I don't know. I don't know. Shit? I don't know. I don't know if she knew his name. <clears throat> he got irate that he wouldn't bone her. That's such a fucking bummer. Yeah. He just supposed he... to go home dejected. Yeah, how does he think that's going to work out for him? Ugh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how's that going to work out? 
honestly, once a girl says uh, no, <coughs> once you go, come on, what? It's over. It's over. <clears throat> come on, we should. It's just done. You're not going to talk your way into it. The only I feel like the rose course is going. would. I feel like the rose is a guy who would like do that. Say it like that and talk them into it. Yeah. Yeah, maybe DeRosa. Uh, by the way, I, I'm not saying that, by the way, as a, as an insult. Cause it I, is a I, huge insult. Is it? Yeah. Like, he's going to fetch them into fucking submitting. He's going to annoy them into but submitting. But I think, look, if a girl fucks you, uh, on some level, she had to want to fuck you. If, if, yes. if you. Especially if you're DeRosa, because DeRosa's not going to be violent or do no anything way. horrible or make a girl do something she doesn't want to do. <laughs> but I think, Ro- way I think DeRosa... I think DeRosa would fuck Come on. Yeah, it's like, just... Here, whatever. Like, to me, if, if a girl shows any disinterest in it, I'm wigged out that she's even there. Because I'm like, what were you here for, man? Then get out of here. This is yeah, weird yeah, now. Yeah, it's like, yeah. what is? I, I don't. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like, because it, look, if a girl comes back to my room, I, I generally speaking, like, it's because I felt the vibe of like something. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's also like you're coming back to my room. <clears throat> yeah, it's like there's nothing else there. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you play Madden. <laughs> you bring your thing on the I'll be honest with you if a girl said she wasn't gonna fuck me but she said she plays Madden you might bring her back uh, yeah absolutely here's the problem when a girl says uh, I'm not gonna hook up with you I was saying more I was saying more in the immediate rejection if it was like hey so we're gonna fuck right and she's like no 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 I didn't come here to fuck and I'd be like if I was like oh, that fucking sucks and if she was like but I play Madden <laughs> I'd be like alright All right, we can play Madden for a I while I can play Madden instead it's just mixed signals. I don't think they understand that. When they say, I don't want to hook up, but I will go back to your room with you, you're like, well, you're saying two different things. Man, does you're that saying not, does that you Im- will hook up and you won't hook up. Doesn't that immediately put the ball in your court, though, to be the piece of shit then? Yeah. Isn't that an amazing power takeaway? Because you. you're, pa- you're trying to take this power of, like, come with me to my room, you know, like, submit, be vulnerable, and uh-huh. put yourself in this fucking position. And then when they go, it's like, yeah, I'll come back, but I won't fuck it. It's like, you're really just like, I have to be a... Don't hum. I, have a, a, I know, and then right you're like, then, but, that's a, but it's a dick move it to say that. Move. And honestly, most of the time, <clears> they end up wanting to hook up. That's mo- a large majority of the time. That's why they go back. They just say it. So then it's like, you can't say... I mean, you're still hoping. Otherwise, like, well, no, let's go done, somewhere else then. What I haven't, I haven't done, like, solo... Hooking up like, in a while. Like, road hookups in, like, uh, quite a bit of time. So I it's like... a lot, but it's happened. I, uh, I just really... Uh, I mean, I, I definitely know when it's, like, being thrown at me hard. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm... Re- one thing I am relieved... I, I never really did it, but I, I, it is relieving not to have to... I hate the fucking, like... You and a, a chick were talking, and then it's like she's like, "Um, you should come. Like, we're all going out of my cousin bartends." And you're like, oh, "Man, that's because you're not interested in making new friends." I just fucking that's it. not what you're interested in. You'd rather just go back to your room. But I'm also not interested in making new dude friends, really right. either. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not looking for either of those things necessarily. If it happens, I mean, you know, if opening comics a cool dude and we fucking hang out or whatever. That's fine. Um. I've spoken to plenty of people for a, a length of time after comedy shows, but it's like, really, it's like, you know, if you're in San Diego and we had an hour and a half long conversation outside, we're probably not going to stay friends. You know what I mean? It's like you're, uh, but that's like, I know who that guy is. You know what I mean? Like, uh, he's like a, a good fan. He supports, you know what I mean? If he comes out, I'd talk to him for another hour and a half. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. not a, it's nothing like a, a dick thing, but like, you know, <laughs> like, what, can I send another Christmas card out? Like, for what? <laughs> yeah. Those yeah, we have one cool dude. Yeah, <laughs> I. Uh, how's your game going? Well, they were down three. The Clippers. Uh, 
they cut it to three and then immediately went up to 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 eleven. Wow. And now it's nine, but they had it down to three. This used to be you know the start out as a white sport. <laughs> <laughs> There's none on the court, huh? But look in the stands. One. Look in the stands. So many. Yeah. One black person. Well, those are the lo- those are the low level seats. Those are the low level seats. You're right. <laughs> There's one black person and his son. I'm sure, he brought his son with him. He's doing I'm well. Sure, the rainbow turns as you get about. Yeah, we're starting to start as we stood up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he stood up and the camera panned up, and you're like, okay, I'm seeing some color now. That's a great narration, man. Yeah, that is a fantastic narration. Uh, uh, that, there we go. <laughs> now we're getting a little more towards the nosebleeds. This guy up there there's like knife fights happening it's like escape escape from new york oh, oh jesus get it out Blake of here Griffin. Um, um so anyway we were going to talk about we're going to talk about these bad interviews bad interviews because I, I i've had a few for well, sure well that thing we saw that's when i got the idea when we saw that both had that interview at south by southwest <laughs> i really that was like and, and we both i believe had pretty successful shows there had you done a press junket like that before one after the other? Not for podcasts. What? Not for podcasts. Yeah. That was all podcasts. No way. No. Some of them were interviews in front of a camera. Uh, yeah. But it was, it was a couple of those were podcasts. Yeah, a couple were podcasts. Like podcasts dominated the room. Yeah. Sure. Or like, oh, how long do you have before? I still got six other things. <laughs> it was pretty great. It was like two and a half hours or something. Yeah, it was a long time. Um, but it was fun. We got to do it together, which was cool. Doing it together made it way more fun. And Those two we had together, three we had together, were like pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was really fun. But uh, and then, but the, the divide and conquer, which I'm happy we both get our experience with them, dude. There yeah. was a kid who just looked like a... He was lost. He looked like he still drives a Firebird. <laughs> he had a fucking a crusty mustache. Oh, yeah. He was a little mullety. <laughs> yeah, he was fucking like Joe Dirt's fucking cousin or something. He like, sits he was, down with them in front of his backdrop. Yeah, and... How you doing? Man? <laughs> yeah. I, I have a hard time collecting myself because if I do think about this interview, man, like I was, what, you went first, yeah, and I couldn't wait to go next. Like I couldn't <laughs> wait for my turn, and <laughs> it wasn't because that everything was going particularly well with you. I mean, that guy was lost. What was he saying right away? He was like, "Can I, he asked me questions about whether he's allowed?" Come on. <laughs> I mean, he said some great stuff, and you just hear his like. You'd hear his like lips smacking. I'm like, uh, so, uh, so what's up? So what else is up? He was like, like Farley. Like, like he was really yeah. <laughs> But I mean, those questions. He was like a skinny kind so of scrawny kid. Yeah, so it was know. like, but I mean, like those those were his interview questions. Like, <laughs> so uh, what else is up? What else is up? I mean, nothing, to start I, with. I, I mean, and and in between these things, he would ask those fucking. The only questions he had prepared were the horseshit ones, really like the dumb. like. What did you goes? What um, what um, uh, made you made you start doing comedy like that? He like, he really had those. <laughs> oh. That's what he brought to the table. Was those nothing insightful? What made you start doing comedy? Nothing insight. Nothing like I know your shit specifically, so I requested this he interview. He asked you right from the start. He was like, "Okay, what what can I ask you?" What am I allowed? I'm like, ask me whatever you want, man. Honestly, I'm an open book. Go ahead and ask Blake Griffith's got to get that rebound. That's three yeah, on him. Dude, you were so, you were so like very encouraging to him. Yeah, That's what made so funny. Want, man. Don't worry about it. I'm, I'm totally, I'll answer anything. And he was like, he really gave like, um, 
Um, so you're here at South by Southwest. How you liking it? <laughs> like, it was like it was like that kind of. But oh, dude, it was so bad. He started to try to get on me about the amazing racist stuff. To get on you or get yeah, like, he was like, with you. Do you think something's crossed the line? And I was like, no, man, no. Do you think there's some subject really, he was, shouldn't talk? He about? did like, talk like Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think it's proper to make fun of women? <laughs> um. <laughs> I mean, that is fucking. <laughs> that is. It's over, wow, buddy. Fifteen. It's over. This game is over. Wow. I mean, uh. <laughs> he, I, yeah, I, he I, I've just never been lost. I've it, seen a lot of ones like that. What did he ask you? Oh, I mean, I do the exact same things. Just he, he was, he was, I believe, utterly unfamiliar with me. Wow! And so it's like trying to figure out. It just, I mean, nothing going on. Hey, so I mean, he's like, he's like, so what do you do on stage? Do you like doing? Do you like to? Uh, <laughs> do you like doing comedy here? <laughs> like, yeah, man, <laughs> sure. But I was giving like I already seen you, so I was really giving him like upbeat. Trying to get absolutely, man. Yeah, I was I'm having a great time interview. here. Yeah, like that. <laughs> trying to help him through the interview. All right, like, what else? Come on, man. Something else. What do you, what do you want to ask me? He like nod his head with like, not saying a word. You know what I mean? He's like, mm. yeah. oh. okay. Um, <laughs> um, not listening. Funny, uh, really worried about what his next question was going to be. <laughs> the next question was just going to be like, uh, he's. You watched any music down here? <laughs> I mean, I, it looked like he was doing it at fucking gunpoint. Like, I, yeah. I, I, but it was his thing, I think. God, I can't remember. I don't remember the name of it. I'm sure it never came out. Couldn't be a worse question to ask to the music <laughs> with unknowns. Like, who, who do you like? Like, I don't. Know, I like this band. They're they're not going to be happy to like, hear it. They also no one like who's watching this Brad or listening. Hitt. This is going to care. Yeah, did he had a girl assistant who seemed as confused? Oh man, it is going bad. No, it's done. They're down sixteen. He had an assistant. Yeah, she didn't know what time it was either. No, <laughs> she had no clue. No, they were both baffled by the whole thing. But they had mic flags. Yeah, made specifically for them. The boxes. <laughs> yeah. They had the boxes. <laughs> I mean, that's fucking, that's crazy. I remember commenting on that. I'm like, oh, what do you put these on here? <laughs> like, you got them? <laughs> they fucking had mic flags. They sent out and got. Dude, they, those are the guys who are like, really get started with like a panache every school semester. <laughs> I'm really going to write down every assignment I have this year. Like, they started with a bunch of money, probably. They probably raise like two grand. No, let's do this right. And then have no idea how to do it in any way. Like, why does that guy feel he should be a broadcaster? He's David Lee Roth. His mom had the equipment. That's so bizarre. His mom had the equipment. Yeah. That's why he got to be in Van Halen. Is that the story? Yeah. His mom paid for all the fucking equipment. That's so interesting because like, what a voice though. I mean, he was like a fucking amazingly unique voice. Like that's his voice made Van Halen. Wow, I didn't know that. No, I didn't, never really got Van Halen. I don't know. But you don't acknowledge that David Lee Roth is like an awesome fucking rock voice. I don't really know his stuff that much. All those high pitch. Come on, Van Halen, Panama. That? Yeah. What else? Jump. I mean, that was like Jump, the two big Jump. hits. I mean, the guy's voice was awesome, but I mean, you don't know, like, no, ain't matter, talking about really, love, and... It's not really... The voice is not coming out to me at all. 
I can hear the music in my head a little bit. I just at wasn't point, into them. Like at some point, you're going to be in front of your computer splicing in Van Halen, Van Halen music. I was never against them. I just never got into them. Oh, you should give them a shot, buddy. Yeah, my I'll give you a playlist of some Van Halen that you should listen okay. to. You'll really enjoy. Mark Ellis is really into him. The Schmo's guy. Huh? Mark Ellis is into him. Yeah? Yeah. Anyway, I've had interviews like that before, though. Where the person's like, it's well, like the same thing. It's like the same concept of when you go, when you perform, in a, which I've, so I'm so happy that I'm out of the world of performing at colleges. I do love being away from that. You did it? I, ne- I never did it with like oh, a yeah. NACA, like ever, but I'd take gigs, you know, one night at colleges. I would never take them. done one. And I never? No. I wish oh. I would have. I've done their money. I've done a bunch, and they're decent money. Sometimes, uh, you know, I've done them for not very good money, but I never got to the point where I could garner a certain amount of money. But yeah. I just fucking hated doing them. But even one of the parts of hating it was that you'd get the, you know, the student introduction of like this next guy, Jay Okerson, is, uh, and then they start giving you credits <laughs> after that. You're like, <sighs> oh, don't say the name in the middle. Say the name. <laughs> This next it's, guy, Jay Okerson, is known for everyone to clap. And they're like, oh, no, we don't. You're still talking? It's so bad. Uh, one of the things I did, I remember this guy goes, uh, I like this commercial because it took a black guy and made him black and white, <laughs> but they made the AM crunch wrap full color. Look fucking delicious. And it's the only way to make a man of color look like he has less color. I did, uh, I did SUNY Delhi one time. SUNY Delhi? It's, a, it's a upstate New York uh, college. It's freezing in here, Jay. And I love that. Huh? It's freezing in here. It's so gross outside. It's like Joey Diaz. It's freezing. <laughs> You're so Jewish. Oh. Um, he goes, I'm putting a student up before you who's doing comedy now. He goes, uh, you're going to love him. You're going to love this guy. He's like, he's really got something. Like, this guy's got somewhere to go. And it's just funny. It's like, and I, and I you know, my, my, my comedy is predominantly crowd work. But, like, he just goes up there. He's like, I don't know what he wanted me to watch this story to see. And he was like, uh, he was like, hey, look at Donnell right there in the third row. Oh, put, your, no. put your big ass head, Donnell. Head heavy as shit, man. Walk around there with that big old ass head. Look, look at you, Tawanda. He Everybody did. know you pregnant. Yeah, he just he was a student. <laughs> but it was just like he's like, you gotta see this guy. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> just him shit talking. <laughs> and you're like, oh, you don't know what I do at all, huh? I gotta see this. <laughs> you have to see this. But the, but uh, yeah, student interviews always would go like that too. And they, I mean, like, yeah, those those bad interviews. But I've been that's it. My worst fucking interview ever. Yeah, was what on radio or that platform? I had one. What, yeah, was, was that, that fucking Bob and Tom, dude? They're the why. I always feel bad because I th- I feel like I blame Bob for this. Which also. one's Bob? The one with the baseball cap? I think so. Okay. Because Bob wasn't there. Tom was there. And uh, Oh, one was absent. Apparently, they fucking hate each other, and the one doesn't come in b- barely ever. They've both been there every time. I never, all, as soon I, as they go to break, it's bolt sees. No shit. I mean, when they go to break, everyone clears out. They're and, nice to you. But I mean, I get it. You work with the same guy for years, and it's like, and the chick, I'm talking to you on air. It's like, ugh, the, chick starts, the chick started uh, Kitty Lee or something like that. Kidding Lee, yeah. Kitty Lee. Shy, shy, yeah. Oh, Kitty by, Lee, by, yeah. By the way, in all fairness, because I'm, I'm going to start a radio war with Bob and Tom when, when, no, yeah, you're not. when me and They're Soder go to done. radio. Oh, you are? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Oh. When is that starting? You and Soder and radio on Comedy Central oh, Radio. Not, nothing's official yet. It's not official yet? Nothing's official yet. Um, <laughs> it's May. It's supposed to be before January. 
But yeah, I just have to, you know, I, when it's official, we'll make an official announcement. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God. But it's, uh, yeah, oh, we're going to start a radio war in a heartbeat. Dude, I've never felt as just treated so shitty in all of my... Why? What did like, they do to you? I went in and... Uh, Fucking! I said. I say. I want. I want to say. And I want to be fair to people who I should be fair to. The girl Kitty Lee, I think her name is. I think she was. At the end of the day, I guess nice. You know what I mean? Like she didn't. She wasn't too shitty. But you do three hours with them, or two yeah. hour, two two hours with them, and yeah. it was. I mean, I was like watching the clock in school, but you know they give, they, they give you the rundown of all the what it's going to be what like it's all kids say, the lead-ins it, i hate it's the all it's all confusing because like some of it's for just local and some of it's for fucking international and the reality is i'd like i would have liked to do good on the show one i'm excited i'm like oh i know I've, i know the show i don't know the show but i mean i've heard of bob and tom for years and years now it's yeah i'm doing it that's kind of neat you know uh that'll be kind of fun to do and but you know, all those rules and i'm like okay it's fine you know I don't. I've never cursed on radio that like I couldn't curse. You know, what I mean, I've never messed up or they've had to fix it or anything. I do once a week. Really? If I do three spots, I'll fuck up. No, once every two weeks. Yeah. If I do three three spots, yeah. I never do it. I never. I'm so. I guess I'm, I know I'm so dirty that I'm very aware. Wow. Damn, and he missed the dunk. Better put that in, motherfucker. That oh, he tried to do a tomahawk dunk alley oop when you're down by twenty. Oh, then you got the ball back and fucked it up again. And they're laughing. Why catch it with one hand, you motherfucker? You're down 20, you asshole. Yeah, good job. He's laughing. He's laughing Which at Which is pretty it. stupid. because He mean, feels so embarrassed, but he should. That's pretty embarrassing. Fourth quarter, down 20. Your season's on the line. You blew games 5, 6, and 7. Where were we, pothead? <laughs> oh, Bob and Tom. Yes. Um, yeah, they just like, they, they fucking... They wanted bits for me, which I, I just I said I wasn't going to do. So I yeah, gave the bits. Them, I was like, can't we just take callers? But they can't. They don't take callers. I, I, I said to give them. Uh, they're all fake callers. Here's the problem, Jay. I, 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 gave, I, gave, I gave him five facts about me, and this guy, when he would acknowledge me, he wouldn't even look at me. I mean, he didn't, did. He made no eye contact with me. There was no conversation happening. Yeah, you can hear me going like, uh, yeah, oh, I did <laughs> used to do that job. Like, I'm like, what do you like? You know, almost going to them, kind of getting them to want to know what do you want to know about it. So well, how how would he bring it up? How would he bring it up? What would he say? He was like, so you used he to be to a, Jay, a bouncer. He goes, you, you used to uh, be a bouncer for at a strip club or something? And then he would just start going, like, literally doing something else. He would just start do, actively doing a different thing. What do you mean? Like typing on his computer? Just like, Yeah. Like exactly, yeah. Like getting other cards, just like it was no conversation like with sheets and stuff. And the and the girls going through papers. And there's a, a, a some crusty old dude who's there and sits there and it's like crotchety and it's like yeah, I don't know this guy from a hole in the wall fucking thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just fucking a chick. I think his name might be Chick. I don't know if that's true. If it, I open his chick. Yeah, there's a chick. Is there, it Chick? Right? Yeah, right. It's Chick then. He's the stack guy, and he wasn't like he was pretty cold. I'd say to me also, but again, all I remember is that that was that hostess. I've never felt like. And then like when he shook my hand at the end, oh well, at one point 
Again, when they go to commercial every time, they all split, and the chicks stay behind, and she was griping that they're fucking, they throw her under the bus and uh-huh. mess up her story with their, she didn't want to tell the story, and then they make her look like an idiot or something, because she had her facts wrong, yeah. like they like to throw me under the bus and make me like a goddamn <laughs> fucking idiot. She was like so like <laughs> cursing and like upset, like in between breaking, I'm just right next to her, I'm like, oh yeah, this thing, it's a little awkward in here, huh? She keeps telling me, I blah, 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 blah. and when the show was over, I was like, thank you for having me on. And he shook my hand as he was walking past me and never looked at me. And he goes, he goes, thanks, man. Wow. And then he looked, and I was like, or thanks, buddy, whatever, you know? And no, holy shit, man. It was like, I was like, I went b- back. I was like, and, and why I was furious was I said, I, I was doing that Crackers Club. And notoriously, the lady who runs that club, yeah. people were very nervous of her because. Why? I love her. I fucking love her. Yeah. She loves me. She comes to all my shows. We fight. You and her fight? Oh, yeah. But like on an equal level. Yeah, yeah. We just, we have arguments and then we get over it. We have fun with each other. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, I think she's great. She's treated me with nothing, but like she's been fantastic to me. Yeah. She's, I love her. So I wanted to do well on that show. Yeah. And, oh, it's a And then, though. so, but the thing is, my personality is very well. I'm not confrontational. But I'm very. I could be publicly confrontational pretty well. Yeah, you know what I mean. If it's, it comes up like something like that, but also if I feel like I'm being fucked with, I'm very confrontational. I don't like uh, being confrontational. You know, if it's like someone owes me money, I hate asking for. I hate. Like I feel like it's my fault somehow yeah. that I'm asking you for the ten dollars. You know, you know That's what I mean? How non-confrontational you are. Yes. Yeah. But I, I don't mind being in a confrontation if it's if I'm in it. Like I'm ready to be in it. So I felt like they were being so dicky to me. I, less than an hour into that two hours I would have fucking like st- I would have made you radio history <laughs> yeah I mean I would have just like no not even left I would have fucking if like not for uh, Dan you mean huh if not yeah, but I didn't want to let her down man right. so I just ate shit and, and took it when we got in the car she kind of said like man they were a little shitty to you huh? I'm, I'm really sorry about that and I was like yeah, and I think she was even kind of like you should have. Like you should have really? done. I said I was like, "Ruth, really but I really test me." I go, I go, I just didn't want to let you down. And then I went, and I'm telling you, I moped for. I called like several people, and I was like, "Dude, I just had like, I'm so angry at myself." I just it was just a shitty radio appearance. Wow. For two hours, me sitting there like they just you know they everything I said they were, everything I said they just didn't acknowledge they didn't laugh then they would like then they played like a comics fucking all shitty bit. Some fucking road hack nonsense that they fucking played, and like ever, and they're all like saying the words along with it, and, and they all they all come together on that in the room. They all laughed at the joke together, and it's like, what are we doing? Like, what? Is, like this is, this show is so stupid. What they really like is someone having prepared like a song or some, some like material, so they can just lead you in. You can just go, and then they have that tape it's for the machine. rest of their life. Yeah. They're, oh man! They said no to Joey Diaz. He got there the day before. He had to, you know. They got to do all the time. He got to get the day before. He hates getting somewhere the day before. And then that day, they're like, "Nah, uh, they don't want you." He's like, "What?" Yeah, they said he was unsavory in some way or something. He was livid. What I actively, I actively seek out Indianapolis radio stations so I can trade with Ruthann. I had a publicist this year for when This Is Not Happening came out. And the to specials. say I don't want to do. And I was like, she was like, anything I, she would help me with like local gigs. You know that girl, Pam? No. Veters? No, not Veters. Whatever. Oh, Tinkles. Yeah, Tinkles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know Pam. Um, and so she'd help me with like get on radio stations when I was going out in Portland or whatever. Right, and I was right. like, anything else? Like, yeah, before you go, can you call some Indianapolis radio stations for me? Just to get me in with them. Yeah. Because I, I want to trade Ruth Ann. I'm like, look, I'll do 
four other places if you just don't make me go to Bob and Tom. <laughs> I mean, it's so boring. It's the tell us your lead in jokes. It's like, are you kidding? Well, the beauty of. That's not what of, I do, man. That's the, not what I do. It's like, it's no offense to them. It's just, that's not me. Well, you know, it's funny. If I, always, I had funny songs, it'd be great. I, yeah, I, I, always, I always heard their like success stories, like how big they were for. Yeah, but like Greg Warren. Uh, well, Greg Warren is it, and and, and Berbiglia, Berbiglia, and all this yeah. stuff, and all these people that, that they they've been huge. I think Regan, you know what I mean, like through the years. But those, but their fan base is older now, I, very much. But but they're not it's going not, out. But it's not even just that. I'm just saying with all of those like uh, people, they have been the success stories. But why I'm excited to get on radio and start this like kind of opening the fucking floodgates in this is because the more I tell my story to comedians. They're like, oh yeah, man, fuck Bob and Tom, fuck that shitty show, and I, they treated me like, and, and I'm and I'm telling you, it'll be a fucking floodgate. It'll be a, a regular segment of comics talking about they fucking. Hate, but I bet it. I bet it's true. You're right. Like, why? Stay, just I mean, why? Why single me out? They didn't single me out. I assume they treat a lot of people like that. But I was just like, I was most upset because I was like, why did I just eat that shit? I mean, why was yeah. it be ignored like a fucking moron? That's like I hope to get out of there soon. It fills me with dread having to think of the five things I can talk about because all I'm gonna do is like. Oh, well, like, let's just say they brought up ISIS. Maybe I have, like, a joke I've been telling my friends about ISIS or something. So I'm like, uh, ISIS, maybe. It's just like, that's as much as I can give them. I, I'm like, I can't do bits for you. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I'll hate I'll hate it. I, I, there's a, the, the John DeBella show. Yeah, and all the rules. John DeBella show in Philadelphia. What's John DeBella? Uh, they don't want me on anymore. Which one's John DeBella? He's John DeBella. One. He's the original uh, Howard Stern funeral they had, you know, when he would go do funerals in a city, when he would go become number one, when when he oh he attacked John DeBella in Philly, uh, he beat John DeBella out. That was the big thing, and, and they had the big funeral for John DeBella in Philly. That's what Rogan and Segura said. I did to Howard Stern. They were like, he would do that. Talking to the mic up below it. Oh, but I don't know if it's coming up. Or not, I think. I mean, I had it like in front of me. It was like down. It was like <laughs> Henry, I was Henry Rollins in that shit. Yeah. <laughs> But they said that that's what I did. Called out somebody ahead of me and then got them all worked up just to get me publicity. I'm like, that's not what I was trying to do. <laughs> I was just trying to say how irrelevant he is. Oh, well, I mean, shit what he says. But anyway, starting a radio war with Bob and Tom is is not going to. I mean, the, it's not going to do anything to you. They are annoying. Yeah, it's not going to do anything. I'm You're going to have uh, so many people say this is not my style. Why am I in here? I mean, they could. Uh, they told Segura not to talk about bicycles. <laughs> He's like, all right, bicycles. No, we can't talk about bicycles because. Some some reason that he couldn't talk about bikes. But I gave things when I was like, I have a daughter. That was the one thing I said. Yeah, was like he's like, what do you have? I go, what's like the joke about? It? I'm like, I don't. No man, let's start talking about it. Like, if you want to ask me about having a daughter, I'll talk, I will breaks. talk about. They got to start over every six like, minutes. Here's hey, here's the bit. Tom asked me, so you have a daughter, huh? And I'll go, yeah. Do you have kids? Are they adults? Do you have boys or girls? Mine's a girl. Blah blah blah. Doesn't this suck? soccer game last week something funny happened you know like, like whatever it is like yeah why it's like why do you, they come to the show are we promoting the show <laughs> like, why would i give some of the show away so they have a bathroom break at some point when i do this fucking bit oh well you couldn't do so anything I, you were gonna do that week of course but i don't but my mind is that i'm never gonna do anything ever that i'm gonna do ever <laughs> right. on radio i don't know why they just can't unless i calls. come up with it on radio Let's and then make it a material calls. Let's make funny things out of calls or whatever's in the news. Whatever you guys had planned to talk about, <laughs> let's just riff on that. Yeah. Right? Or or interview me one or the other. Preston and Steve, dude, in Philly. They're good. They know how to do it. Yeah. Those guys they, are... They, that's those guys are the class sweats. act. From those guys. The what? 
I found out what the meat sweats were. Oh, yeah. I never knew. And I was like describing my symptoms from the cheesesteak. And they were like, yeah, man, meat sweats. I was like, what? That's what they told me what it was. You had so much cheesesteak. So much cheesesteak. That's what you God. do in Philly. It's when you wake up sweating and in pain. I, that's what I had last night was a cheesesteak while I watched the Allen Iverson documentary. Really? That's yep. respect. Yeah. That's respect. I did that. Uh, Dude, I remember Wilbon and, and Cornhides going back and forth in the Washington Post. Um, about about Iverson and whether or not he deserves a second chance, and you know, like after the jail thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you were around there, yeah, when he was going through that, yeah. Do you remember hearing his name as a high school star? Oh, yeah, absolutely, really, dude. His highlight reel in high school, it was a big, big deal. They had a trap set on him that landed right, where they trapped in the backcourt, uh huh. And so these two guys hit it perfectly, shoulder to shoulder, as he's trying to go around one, the other just locks up like fucking Legos. And, like, he ain't going anywhere. And so he has one step. He's going to bowl them over. Or they're going to steal the ball. There's no way around it. He's going full speed to get around the one guy before the other comes in. But he jumped up and then threw, like, split them in the air as he puts the ball behind his back and then throws it through his own legs <laughs> and just goes right through them. It was just like, what? Yeah, he's... The he, turnaround dribble through the leg... When you go around somebody because they're expecting you to, t- yeah, he was un- it was unbelievable. That's so crazy to have that to know that. I didn't become aware of him. My buddy was, and then a- they th- they charge him with maiming by mob, whereas people in his group threw a chair while yeah. a fucking full on brawl broke out. Yeah, and they charged him with being in the group, and they charged him and and, and just and, and his. Two and it was buddies. like from all accounts, like he didn't touch anything. He was just grabbing some people and said, "Let's get out of here." Uh, yeah, I think they, they said in the video he leaves, apparently. Look, I don't know. It does seem pretty far. I mean, look, I mean, he got pardoned, so. You but know. only because it came to, like, the governor's attention. Yeah, like, well, yeah, he said Tom, Tom, Tom Brokaw. There's really no proof. Made it a thing. Um, yeah. They're, are they going to make it now? This no, is over. I think they are. They got 16 and they stopped trying again. I mean, yeah, they really. I can't believe they blew that game six when they were up 19. They should be ashamed of themselves. This off <laughs> sickens me. You give it up? No, you can't give it up now. Wizards sympathizer, not Wizards Clippers. I mean, Tebow and Tripoli must be ready to shoot themselves. Um, they were already talking about finally we get to the West Conference Finals. It was three one. Yeah, dude, I, I, I fucking uh, with Iverson. That's, that's my only. I, I was actually telling Christina this last night. I have two, and one of them will, will, will bum me out. Two uh, sports moments that I was at live ever yeah. that I'm like that I have like a real like oh I'm happy what? I was because I've, I've never been to a playoff game in my life ever or a championship Were you game at the press anything. conference when he said practice we talk about no. practice no I wish <laughs> um, we gotta watch the documentary that's an interesting story that whole practice that's like a big chunk of the movie really it's like that practice story he says like you have to listen to that whole interview it doesn't come off quite as like how they make that soundbite sound oh, they, everyone goes but I know what I heard I'm like eh. yeah he's also saying my friend like his friend got like killed like two days before that and you're talking something. about practice that's what he's it's literally is what he's saying oh wow he's all, like, they, all they made it seem was like he didn't have to practice john thompson comes to his defense the thing he goes he goes i know how they make that clip sound he goes but listen to what he's saying he's like i'm not he saying practice is important also in that in that same in that same press conference he goes and we're sitting here talking about practice he goes you think i don't think practice is important he goes he goes how am i gonna be uh he's like uh, i've been in a at that point, he was like eight-time All-Star, yeah. a scoring champion three times, blah, blah, blah. And you think I don't, I don't practice? <laughs> like you don't think I practice? That's all in that same interview. It's pretty interesting. Wow. 
It was good. It was a. It good really idea. is. You can't take shit out of context. Let you can't let him take it out of context, or just out of. It's like you have to see the whole thing. Yeah, he was like, my friend just died. He goes, he goes, my friend just died, and we just lost in the first round of the playoffs again. And he goes, and we're talking, you know, we're talking about practice. It's like we lost the game. Wow, that's so different. Than it's it, so than different. It was sold to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it really <laughs> sold differently. But he, uh, but yeah, they have that kind of high school like potential, man. Go to fucking waste, man. I, I know a couple people who like were like high school like. Phenoms. You were just like you were like. I mean, I guess it seems like a phenom. When there's a dominant dude, yeah, like one dude and something, like they seem like phenoms in the school because they're the best in that school. And sure. then you get them on Rasheed a large. Wallace had all his stats from high school. Like those are pretty gaudy. And then you look at his minutes played. Yeah, and he was on like Demath or one of the best schools in the country. And he played like in half high school the game. Yeah, no high school. He went to uh, Wooten Simon Gratz. Simon. Okay, one of those like prep, you know, crazy schools. But he played like less than half the games. Oh, the games, less than half in each game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He played like twelve minutes, fourteen minutes, and then he'd sit because they were up by forty. Yeah. So it was like, oh, what was his stats? I mean, yeah, I remember. I remember him playing position. around. I remember him in Simon Gratz High School. Dude, you have a cookie or something? I'm getting low blood sugar. <laughs> For real, I'm getting all head rushy, sweating. What do you want? Do you have a, like a I cookie? have cashews. Cashews might work. Oh, the, you know what? Yes, what? dude. There's Oreos. Oh yeah, that'd work. Fuck. <laughs> Sitting down at all. Don't you have some of your daughter's goddamn cookies? The one she no. sold her bullshit, man. Dosey dos. I want my money back. Tell her I want my money back. Thin mints or the fucking ones with coconut stuff on it or the good ones, the peanut butter ones. Dosey dos. The texture's all wrong. The balls on that prick. Oh, you stale. These are so stale. <laughs> stale Oreos? Oh, my God. Awful? I mean, yeah, I'll have one more just because I'm passing out. Why don't you? Why don't you have a couple? Not awful. There's Cool but, Ranch but, Doritos. But way up there. softer than you'd expect them to it's be. Hilarious! All these things. A lot of these things go stale because I don't eat like sugar, so they sit. Dude, there. I'm proud what? of you for being on this diet. Thanks, bro. How long has it been? And by that, I mean how many pounds have you lost? I don't know. I can't weigh myself. Why? Because you can't reach around your fat belly. Joe's <laughs> becoming less relevant. <laughs> <laughs> I can't look down and see what the scale says over my huge fat body. Oh shit! <laughs> Great answer. Um, I gotta make an upset video. Oh yeah. Um, you don't know how much you've lost. No. You're different sizes though, right? Yeah, I can see that. And some things are like fit. Much better. I'm sorry, everybody. We'll be done chewing in like one minute. They hate it. They hate that more than anything. I get ready to go do the weekend sex. Oh, what? The other one? Yeah. No, no. We haven't even gotten close, Jay. How much longer do you need? I don't know. At least a little while. We haven't gotten to the rest of the bad interviews. Sure. I did one with Rogan. This guy was like an NPR type show. And this guy was so lost. And that's when I, Rogan would just bring... I would like go to keep him company in the morning. Right. I felt bad that he was filling up these showrooms. And I'm like, letting me be bored so I can sleep till 11. Oh, I, I, I'd go with a towel till every radio. Really? Always. always. It's just like, let me keep you company. Always. It made me furious when I had buddies go on the road with me and not go to radio. Really? They'd be like, oh, they're not going to get me on or anything, dude. I'm like, all right, motherfucker. But like, let's, I know. tell them they don't have to bother, but if they want to, they're more than welcome to come. If they want and to see, it. and some guys do. Some guys like, I want to see what it's like. And you're definitely saying to them, like, 
it'd be nice, dude, to have you get up. To, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. It sucks. I Dave knocked But I didn't mind. But him. Rogan would, in turn, try to get me on a bunch. And he would, you know? Yeah. And I know. That's how he got me on O&A. Right. I was respectful. I know this isn't about me. But they would, they would turn to me. They were the ones who treated me the most like an equal, actually. Yeah. Yeah, they were like, they would like throw shit to me, you know? Where everyone else was just like, if I could say something, if it fit, or Joe would include me. Right. But they were just like, cool, you seem like a comic. You're here. Yeah, that's how it was great, always including me. <laughs> that's nice. Well, anyway, Jay's this, really the guy who yeah. never. <laughs> this one guy was so bad. I just had to take over. It wasn't. I wasn't being clear. I was just there with him, and eventually, I just had to like lean over to his mic. I'm like, because the guy knew nothing about him, and he was like, "So you, you fight in Taekwondo championships right now?" He goes, "No, I did like 20 years ago." <laughs> oh, and you're a farmer? No, what? And I just had to take over. It was like, so Joe, uh, tell us about the UFC, and I was working that way. We just had a back and forth for a while. It was fun. Holy shit! Um, so I love how untrained they can be. Like that's when Stern radio. talks about how like some podcasts are terrible, it's like that's discounting the fact that most radio is garbage. Yeah, or a lot of it. And most radio is garbage, and uh, and like you don't have to be good to be six ton, look, look it's, it's also no secret why that's what was, that that stern thing again man it was so just like the thing is what do you think of that you're a fan of his a gazillion oh yeah a gazillion oh he just looked like it was just it's awful man it just dated him it was it was not the first for sure but like that was one of the biggest chinks in his armor i've found in that yeah, story maybe. That's what it just what it was because I, I mean I still you know you walked in today I was listening to him I'm still a when fan I heard like it was just like oh poor guy let's get you inside <laughs> I just yeah you feel bad for him absolutely because he's just you saying don't have any idea what you're talking he's just about. saying a thing I mean I I just found out like one of our buddies we, I, I was telling you before the thing like are making like you know six figures off podcasts wow do you know yeah. what I mean yeah like that's fucking pretty great yeah so oh, yeah exactly that's right. You know, wow. Uh, listen, I th- I never used Vine. I never used it. But it doesn't mean it's not for anybody. I go and I and I'd go. Vine seems like a waste of time for me. But you know, I paid fifty fucking dollars a ticket for my daughter to go to Webster Hall to see a Vine celebrity. Did you really? Yeah, that, 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 we talked about that. Remember that that guy Taylor Kniff or whatever. He's like, he's a Vine star because he has at, for six he, seconds and leave. He does a meet and greet, and then he comes out and sings along to popular music, and has the, all the little girls sing along with him in the audience. My favorite is that Justin actually represents someone like that. I'm sure. Yeah. I know he represents the medium lady. Long like medium, non, like non comedian stuff. Where I'm like, what do you do? And they go, ah, they set up a stage. They told me about this for like the, the, the dangerous catch. They set up a stage. They make it look like a fucking seafaring thing, <laughs> and then they tell a few stories. And right, and they shake hands. Everyone's happy. To see, I'm like, there's no jokes. I'm like, they're not trying to make jokes. Not all public appearances are jokes. And I'm like, yeah. oh, it's so foreign to me. I think the Impractical Jokers probably show is probably pretty cool. That's probably pretty cool. Because they're going to show you footage. Uh, they all come from, like, you know, at least comedy or improv, you know, yeah. sketch background. So maybe they do something, too? Yeah, I think they, I think they do question and answer with the crowd. I mean, it's an interactive show, and it's, like, a lot of fun. They like doing it. Yeah. I know. And like, I'm saying, do they do some of the pranks right there? No, they don't do any of the pranks, but they show ones that they've never aired, never were able to air, because maybe I think they're a little racier and all that kind of shit. I went to one of Renazisi had a premiere thing here. Yeah. And then uh, Sheer and, and was going to run a quick Q&A afterwards, and I just came with him, and I sat in the, in the stands where he had to go up on the dais, you know, right. for the league. 
and I was with, and I realized it was, oh, these are all super fans, and they get to see the first episode early, and they're all super stoked on it. But um, what were we just talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of bad interviews. <laughs> Why did I bring any of this up? <laughs> why did I bring any of this up? Well, we were talking about bad interviews. <laughs> no, but right before you serious stuff. Justin manages someone Vine celebrity. Yeah, I guess. But anyway, it was like that. They just wanted to ask them questions about the league. Yeah, and it was right, interesting. Oh, I'm that's what it was. From from a fan's point of view, it's like, oh, it was really interesting. Yeah. Hearing if there's any things that, you know, didn't get got cut out or you know, oh yeah, no, that stuff that, that would be very interesting. Like that's why I said like, the impractical jokers give you exactly what they want. I bet people don't leave like that was dumb, right? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, and that's yeah. I mean, those things make money though. But yeah, I mean, like the guy who just like does a meet and greet because he has abs is pretty. Like that's really cashing in on some shit. Yeah. Oh, the long man does median shit. Well, <laughs> medium. She yeah. She, I mean, she right, exactly. It's so clearly fake. <laughs> he started on me. He's like, dude, you haven't seen it. Who? Justin. Justin's a believer? Yeah, he's a believer. He's a Long Island meteor, bro. I, ironically, uh, to talk about the six degrees of separation, like like uh, Sal from Stern Show yeah. is like friends with her and her husband, and he's, he's, he's always pushing for her to come in to do Stern. the show. Yeah. And uh, she... Like won't do it and stuff like that because like he, that what he says he goes yeah because because he doesn't want her on basically yeah. but he tells Sally he goes tell her she can come on and I'm gonna like you know and she'll have to prove to me and, I, and I'll say honestly do you know what I mean yeah because he's he likes to disprove everything which I like that I think that's yeah. kind of cool he does that thing with he's got that thing with a uh, pretty interesting with Valerie Harper who's Stern yeah when she came in when you know when she was like. She's going through. I still believe, or did she die? divorce? She didn't. Did she die, Valerie Harper? Valerie Harper. Oh, was she the one stalked? No, no, no. She just got cancer. Oh, like, like and she was like dying. And well, she, let's came, talk, yeah. she came on Stern, and he just gave her like the thing was like, uh, "Tell me a, the magic word, and I'll go to a medium after you die, and I'll tell tell you if the medium says the word." <laughs> really? Yeah. So he's invited along on a medium to prove herself. Good, but she's always like, "Oh, I need twenty minutes alone with the subject." It's like, do you? <laughs> like do you why to get some information that you could twist right. into some bullshit probably you, oh it's not I'm sure it's not parlor tricks even though they're always parlor tricks <laughs> yeah well let's talk about Stern let's talk about great interviewers let's talk about people like that like who do you think is like the best for interview yeah like who makes I mean they talk about I think he's got I think he's got I think he's gotten fluff now uh, Stern, Stern on, on yeah, people yeah, but, but on people because it's because like you know he's at one time he was sick he's a Hamptons guy but he still he still asks the questions to somebody but it's a little more tongue in cheek like I used to like when he would harp on like look he asked the, you know uh, I've gotten Christine into him more now in her life than she's ever listened to him before you know what I mean yeah. when she, so she listens kind of through me and definitely enjoys to some degree but it's like she says as far as interviews go like he is the the quintessential like who you fucking and how much do you make you know what yeah. i mean that's kind of what yeah. i want to know but he about, gets into it though. about ryan flippy that's what i want to know yeah, he gets into it and makes people that commit stuff he yeah used to. yeah he, and, like, he and he really, really used to get down. people to say shit and he's still but i said but now it's like the madonna yeah, thing was the McCartney like one it's, yeah he didn't ask don about the accent uh, and he, McCartney yeah. seems like they're like pre-given questions yeah it seems yeah it seems very like uh he's, he's taking he loves celebrities now yeah he does instead of like going at them yeah yeah the way he used to, which was so like, it's uninteresting. So it's made him a lot. But that I was. I think Ron. I think Bennington. 
Bennington is, one is, of the best is fucking fantastic. And His why he's so great is a different thing. And, and, uh, and there's definitely funny moments in all of them. But uh, what he's just great at is, like, I really feel everyone he interviews, I feel like he completely, like, knows. Like, when I walked into that show, I got in there, literally, uh, uh, I was sort of encouraged. Christine, I guess, encouraged me the first time almost to go, like, uh, this is, like, before we were even dating or something. She was like, if you like that show so much, why don't you go in there? Like, why don't you try to go in the show? I was like, I wouldn't even know. She goes, you don't know anybody that's serious at all? I was like, oh, I knew Pete Dominic. I asked Pete Dominic. Pete Dominic goes, oh, yeah, I know those guys. I know the producer over there. I'll, I'll give me your email or something like that. And then the guy emailed me. Wow, really? And then they were like, sure, man. Like, come on whenever you want. And when I walked wow, into that show, really? and I was a fan of that show for years and years. And I listened, like, very, like, every day, actually. Wow. And I was like, uh, when I went in there the first time, I just felt like he knew. I don't think he did know who I was. But I think he found out who I was because when they said I was coming, coming in. in. Even if it was if he just if he did a fucking twenty five minute YouTube search, you're saying he's that good. He just like, he's like so when he, I think when he talks to people, he's like, yeah, I felt like he knew me too. I just know when you walk in, you're like, it's like I know Dave Smith, who is yeah, I had those moments is, of like, is, is I don't still, remember telling is still you that. swinging for like you know a major credit in, in some way, Dave yeah. Smith. When he went in there, he he just knew that Dave's like a politics guy. He just knows it's 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 interesting, man. That's a really really cool broadcasting. And his skill. unmasks are like, I mean, he really gets gets naked with people. Yeah, and and I don't, and I also just love he he does something so cool in radio that really uh, I, I, may, I may be assigning something to it that's not the case, but I, I bet if maybe he even thought about it, if it's not conscious, he would might agree. Yeah, he's got these triggers in, in his like vernacular that when certain things are said, yeah, like he just says the same thing every time. So uh, the best, I'm, it's better to give an example of it. Every time someone goes uh, mentions the the word October, mentioning yeah. October, he just corrects you to Rocktober. <laughs> if <laughs> someone says documentary, he just me it's just Rockumentary. But they literally go, it's like. Oh, you're like, oh, Ron, I watched this documentary last night. He just goes, Rockumentary. Like, he just he chimes in, you know, like, like it, during your thing or and Rocktober. And, like, you know, you know, people call him, like, Ronnie, son, you know, Ronnie, million bucks, they'll say when they call him. And he's like, feel like a million, like, feel like a mil five. Just like, he's very, these weird, quick things. Yeah. That he's like, it's the repetitive almost, but it's, uh, it makes me feel like that's how he keeps himself engaged. Like he's almost listening for his triggers. So it's like it's it's a good way to pay attention because I've I've been wow. in I've been in radio shit, man, with people that were so bad that I at a point you just realize you were like, oh, I don't even know what the fuck we're talking about. I started thinking about if I'm going to get breakfast after this or if I'm going to go back to sleep. You're so bored. I'm I just not. I'm, I'm just gonna, and then, and then they're kind of like you know goes and Jay, you must see things like that from time to time on the road, and you're like. <laughs> What are we fucking talking about, dude? <laughs> like, I must see things like what from time to time. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I just tuned out. I, I am lost. They do that when they when they cover all the news and the and the and the uh, what's it called when they have to do all that and they don't include you completely. So you're just kind of like looking around, you know, because it's so boring. What the traffic is? I don't care what the traffic is in the I nine like that. And they're not including. So it's just like. And then all of a sudden, like, you're back in, and you're like, oh, what? What were we saying? Yeah. 
you're just fucking confused. <laughs> you can't like just ignore me. It's like you're all of a sudden like people are just on their cell phone fucking looking at their Twitter. And then saying like, uh, right? And like, uh, what? Yeah, like, they're doing something just- else totally. Like, And you're like, I thought we're engaged in a conversation. It's that's weird. A, and that's what I've never felt on a Ron and Fez show. Disengaged. Uh, I never felt. I never felt like they checked out on me. I never felt checked out on what they were talking about. I was all, and I felt involved. Yeah, I felt the liberty. What are they doing? I now? felt so the liberty. I felt the liberty that they trusted me to like chime in when I thought something was funny and not like bull through the show. And you know, I know he's running the ship. You know, what I mean, I, I definitely like. I bow to him for sure. So it's, yeah, uh, it's it's fun, man. That, that they got the right, the right fucking vibe. Um, Benning, now it's Bennington, him and his daughter, and Chris Stanley. Him and his daughter. His daughter, Gail. Yeah. What do they call the show? Bennington. Bennington. <laughs> I think they call, they call Chris Stanley now Chris Stanley Bennington. <laughs> He's made, <laughs> made him a family member. Um, Is it weird with Chris Stanley Bennington? not there anymore? Um, I mean, Fez, uh, essentially. There I only a, knew them as Ron. It's, it's more weird. It's not. It's not weird. Like not hearing Fez's voice. It's weird not hearing it at all. Obviously, he's a yeah. part of the show. But I mean, Fez. Fez was. Fez was a little like uh, checked out. He was. At, he was gone for a while before he left. For a while before he left. Yeah. You know. Like. Uh, uh, you know. I think he, he would. He would agree with that. You know. what I mean. Like. That's why he retired. You know. What I mean. Right. Uh, so it's not so weird not hearing like Fez anymore as it is hearing the interaction now with like a whole new like uh, partner. Uh, and his daughter, but she's great. It's a new thing to get used to. She's great. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to, to to see the vibe, like because uh, you know I definitely Can you we get had, filthy with. I was gonna, there? I was just gonna say we've had some filthy moments, and uh, Christine says she feels like a, she feels like a different vibe when she listens and hears sexual stuff come up. That he, there's a different thing, and I'm like, oh well, that is like. I'm curious to see what my vibe will be going into that show. I hope it's great because have I, you haven't I, been there yet since? since? No, no, no. I will be very soon. But when they, uh, you know, when they, when I when I go in there, I'd be curious to see what my initial vibe is with that show. Like it's, you know, I wonder if I'll like kind of just like organically mesh. Or not? Yeah. A lot of it, though, honestly, is. Just I hope to work with him forever. I mean, I, where it's I think like you're, about... you think the same as I do, like, yeah. like Norton and O and A. He yeah. was just as kind of like depraved as them. They liked that he that he was that way, and it just was it just a good combo. It's just a good match. Yeah, and, and by the but way, other I, things Norton and Bob and Tom would not have been a good match. No, and weirdly enough, like I'm like uh, you know I'm very dirty, obviously, and like pretty perverse, like my humor. And and I don't think Ron and Fez show was over the top, but they just gave me room to do mine. Like they to played so way. they played so well off of it too. Like they weren't none of them are afraid of it. I mean, like they all have foul mouths. You know what I mean? Right. Like Chris Stanley was nonstop cursing, and you can say whatever. So you want. So how are they normally? They're not that. I guess they're not really dirty. I listened. I, I got into them a little when I would listen to O and no, they, they will but then they, hear them afterwards. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is not bad. I mean, like I dirty. Like they're not like dirty. And here's the thing: like I don't necessarily need to be dirty. That's what it is. I don't need to be dirty as long as I can be foul. If, if that's what makes sense, like well, like the things. I mean, some of the the, the laughs that I remember yeah. from Ron and Fez are just like the one of the weirdest things. Like a guy hanging up on Chris Stanley. Like one thing he was like he called him like a fucking jerk off or something. Like last second, you know what I mean? Yeah. He was like he's like Fez, love you, buddy. Ronnie B, you're the best. 
Chris Stanley, go fuck yourself. And then, and, and then you just hang up, and, you, and, you, and, you, and Chris Stanley, in his words, you hear his anger build. And so I really, it's what I, I quote it all the time. I remember that you played that. A lot of people don't remember. He's like, I don't care, whatever, it doesn't matter. But it's like, why would he do that? No, no, he goes, no, he goes, he goes, He's so uncomfortable. He builds up. He goes. He goes. Go fuck yourself, Chris Stanley. He goes. He goes. Oh, I mean, that was an unnecessary fucking comment. You fucking cunt face. <laughs> like, <laughs> what, like hearing his ire build through being like, why would you say something like that? To go fuck yourself was <laughs> that, that twist. And I was like, and the fact you can call somebody a cunt face. <laughs> I, I like that. Lib- that I right. mesh well with Ron and Fez because they will laugh at me saying whatever my cunt face word is. You know what I mean? Right. And they laugh at that. Like, they laugh at just funny words. It doesn't matter if it's clean or not. Yeah, openness, so I don't openness gotta, is a really good I've thing. Never, I've never gone on there and talked about, like... Just being open to, like... Ex- grotesque like, fucking sexual stuff ever. I've, but we've just... I, we just curse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, poker room or some, some shit. Yeah, just shit talk. And, and it's like... And he describes it great, man. He goes, you know, I get paid to do what I did... My favorite thing to do when I was a kid, go sit on the f- fucking street corner with my buddies and talk shit. Yeah. And that's such a great approach. But you see these grizzled road motherfuckers. They say these bad interviewers that like, they just don't give a shit, dude. I mean, Bob and Tom. comics. Bob and Tom. the motions, huh? Even if it's not my thing. Yeah. At some point, they had to be engaged and fucking like, let's make another fucking thing. Because, you know, they, they worked as a team. They were probably both gave a shit really hard. They're coasting now. You get to a point, yeah. I wonder if that's where O and A kind of were. I mean, Dude, I, I see a lot of managers. I think Anthony. I think Anthony kind of said that. And when we talked to him, like in an interview, like I don't want to misquote it all, but I thought of that same kind of thing. It was like there was a point where it was like you know every night after the show they'd go out for drinks, so you could like you know got the, like tomorrow's show, man. What do you want to have ready? You know, we're gonna fucking blow away today's show, right? And it got to a point where the show's over. It was like peace, peace. You yeah, know? I gotta get to my life. Oh, they're trying to foul Dwight Howard as fast as possible. Look, Chris Paul jumping on his back, literally trying to piggyback him. I like that Dwight Howard didn't even really get that shitty about it either. He's like, eh, yeah, that's Chris Paul. I get what he's trying to do. Yeah, <laughs> I get what he's trying to do. I'm a bad foul shooter. I get, I get I the point. I see my liability here. Um, you got to go. Now huh? I have to go, yeah. Who's a good podcast interviewer? I think Marin's pretty good. I mean, Marin, you know, I think I said this to you the other day even like, because I had a long conversation with... with Lewis and those guys about the future Legion of Skanks. Yeah. And uh, and some of the good things like that I have coming up that I should be able to announce some of these things soon, you know, like uh on, on several different platforms. You know what I mean? Like and I was like, Wow, it's like there's some cool things happening now, at least or at least they're in motion or I'm in the conversations of things, even if they aren't happening necessarily right yet. Yeah. Like I'm just in a different position than I was like five years ago. You know, and I and that and five years ago I was still like, you know, 12 years in the comedy <laughs> so you know what i mean like it's that kind of like where you're 12 years in the comedy and you're kind of like none of these things are in motion i'm not really being looked at anything i, I gotta look at where like uh like the start the start of that stuff and like the sum of what all of it was and you know things like <clears throat> i said this i mean you've been helped that i could never have uh, dreamed you know someone being as helpful as you've been to me and you know and, and like offshoots of that are like you know rogan and you know and 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 the ron and fez show i owe so much to you know what i mean like them putting me in front of their mm-hmm. audience was huge but five years ago dude it, 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 almost to the date uh, nothing but i did a one-man show that was not good at montreal yeah same year i did your storytelling thing up there 2010 uh-huh 
it was not a very good one man show. It was thrown together. It was not really prepared well. It wasn't super funny. I didn't have a lot of confidence in it, so I wasn't even loose in telling it funny. Yeah. Truth be told, if I went back in time, if I would have just if I would have had a few shots before I did each show every night, cool. I probably would have done very well. I would went. I would have let myself spin out of control a little more with it and have fun. It just wasn't fun. But the stories, Marin came to one of the first shows. Uh-huh. And he liked the stories I told of, of this this trajectory of like me doing these bouncing jobs and starting out in the black rooms and comedy. Yeah. And uh, when he goes next time you come to L.A., which I was doing like two weeks, he goes come to come to the garage, and he put me in that pocket, and that was the That's first thing. On, where, where, huh? And that was the first time I was like, I got a text out of like. I got a text from like Andy Kindler, not a text, but like a, a Facebook man. It was Jay, you know. A fantastic, amazing thing, man. Great, great to hear. And like, you know, we didn't ever talk like that before. And that meant something to me. I'm like, oh wow, yeah, like, wow. Andy Kindler's reaching out. That was such a cool thing, you know. And like, Kindler's a cool and I started, guy. and I started getting noticed, like, just off of that Marin. I loved you. You were my favorite. What the was fuck? That early on in Marin, ish. You know, it was like, it was a couple years in at that point. Right. But I was like, uh, he was like the only one for a while. So yeah, but it was still huge numbers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm saying, and all the all the comedians would listen to it too. Yeah. And that, oh yeah, and that was like the fucking that was like, like the, the early half hour. Specials. That was the platform of like me starting to get some Twitter followers then and doing all this stuff, yeah. and then you know and the, and then you know Justin coming on board. So and all that, the, so that all, interview was good. You're saying? I mean, as I'm saying, like, so in good interviews. Like, it's like so, man. I, I mean, he just found something. Like, I mean, I still people still talk about that thing. I mean, it was five years ago, and it's like. I just told. It wasn't like some kind of like real like insight into like you know the psyche of whatever. Yeah, it's it's less like, of a conversation. It was just more. It was just some fun. But it was just some fun. Like I told these yeah. goofy stories about driving around an albino. He, he gets stripper. it out of you where he doesn't seem like he's interviewing you. Oh, you know, he just gets some story out of you. Then I guess he edits it down to a degree. Yeah, and just gets like, well, this is what I'm showing. Yeah, he was great. I mean, I can uh, I never thank him enough. I was just that. talking about the comedy store. Yeah, I, the first I, I one guess, and my old religious stuff too. But it's like, yeah. So, I mean, he's fucking fantastic. I don't know Corolla's thing well at all. Corolla's more just radio. Yeah. It's not really an interview. Not really an interview. Um, talk, you know, which is fine. You know, it's people who were, like, informed, really. You know what I mean? You know, like, this guy, Kevin Couch, used to do Playboy Radio. Yeah. And then National Lampoon's Radio. And he was really good. Because you know what he would do? And it was just internet radio. But he would come in having read your MySpace blog. Oh, really? And so he'd just lead you with something like that. So you and Diana Levin, huh? I'm like, yeah, man. Surprisingly, I am. <laughs> I know I shouldn't be, but it's like he knows I'm passionate enough to write about it. So then it's like, that's great. Just start you off. Do like a modicum, a little bit of research, and you can like really get something out of it. If you give a shit about the thing, I mean, there's also a thing. It's like there's definitely, I'm sure, like good like. I don't think Bobby Kelly is a good interviewer per se, as he is like a good like podcast. You know, what I mean, he's, yeah. he's a, you know he presents you like a funny thing, and he's he's a funny dude and does it yeah. well, and like. Well, like Legion of Skanks isn't really interviews. Yeah, we, we couldn't do. Not we're actually we're all we're exactly we're horrible interviewing. <laughs> yeah. We all talk over it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, well, go do your other thing then. I don't care. I don't give a shit. I don't care. This is a short one. It's fine. Is it? We could pick it up. Hour fourteen. I guess we could pick it up. Then what else do we have? To I talk could do it about? tomorrow. Tomorrow evening. Well, we'll see if we get back to it. Okay. Not I love you anyway. We had the best prom this week. Um, yeah. So listen to Jay on Legion of Skanks on iTunes. SDR show on the SDR all show. All things comedy. On all things that's right on our podcast co-op. All things comedy. Um, Got to do the three late. Clippers are <laughs> down, and uh, Big J Okerson on Twitter. 
Are you, you on there at all? Yep. A little bit. At Big Jokerson. Where you got to go? Are you going anywhere coming up? In June, I will be at Zany's in Chicago. Zany's Chicago. That's a fucking sweet club. Is it? Downtown one? Yeah. Ooh. Awesome. I mean, like an old... Cool it's so funny how people either love it or hate it. Who hates it? I've heard other guys be the top of comics, comics that go... Uh, I don't want to say it. I'll pause and tell me who. Okay. <laughs> oh, surprising. <laughs> anyway... It's great. It's just one of those old. It looks like an old rickety. Yeah. You know, but small, like eighty seats maybe. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it's fucking great. Yeah, it's just old, it's just old and cool. I mean, there's no place to sit. The green room, you got to go through the crowd up. That's no killer, though. It's like it's awesome. It's awesome. Idiots. Um. All right, so we'll see Zayn, and then you're gonna be at Bonnaroo with me. Yes, indeed, motherfucker. That's in June, man. Let's do drugs. Yeah, of course. Uh, Not drugs. Just weed. We're doing shows <laughs> too. Huh? We're doing shows together at Bonnaroo. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm second. What's the frequency can at this shop? Is the episode we are done with the episode? Uh, that's it, you guys. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, I found a new place, Pancetta. It's not bad. I should give some East Village uh, re- stone reviews. That's what I should do. So you walk in there, they don't press you into too much. It's a half sandwich and a full sandwich, it's just pork. And you get the crackling on the outside, you get crackling on every sandwich. Half sandwich, seven. Full sandwich is 12. It's kind of a small sandwich, but it's pretty delicious, and it's just shoved full of pork. Not bad. On 7th, on 7th between 1st and A, south side of the street, Pancetta. It wasn't bad. I suggest going there if you're walking around. Um, yeah, I'm going to do stone reviews. They're also pretty cool about it. Everybody there listens to music. Uh, they were chill and friendly. Uh, she made a joke with me. And I just ordered a sandwich. I was like, what kind of sandwich? She goes, it's good. That's her answer. I was like, what kind of sandwiches? She goes, it's good. And then just gave me a delicious sandwich. Loved it. Ate half, put the other half in my fridge for later. Kept well. And the biscuit place was pretty good on, on whatever street that is. A, eh? Now whatever. Another time. Let's do that. I'm going to do another whatever every time. Oh, it's Shavuos today. I should have done a Jewish history. Hey, come on, Orthodox Jews, can you remind me of the of the Jewish holidays coming up? Shavuos, that was a missed opportunity. That's the fucking, I could have done a 45-minute intro. That's the giving of the Torah. Ah, oh, I'm not going to go back and do it again. This has to be out today. It's Memorial Day. I'm putting this out tonight because instead of like today because, or this morning, because no one's going to listen to it. No one's at work. So it'll be out before midnight. Um, but before I go, um... There was something I was going to say. Don't forget to go to warbyparker.com slash Ari for free shipping. And try them out, you guys. $95. All said and done. Like, all said and done. That's a, pretty much a price of frames or lenses. Not both. Scratch-proof. Uh, whatever resistant. What's it called? Reflections. Glare. Um, 
What was I going to say? God damn it. Why? I wish I could re- rewind on this thing. Well, it's episode 220, The Gift of Garble, about bad interviews. Check out Big J, um, his podcast, The SDR Show, and uh, Legion of Skanks, two podcasts he has. I'm on Legion of Skanks a lot. Pretty good. Fun, morning zoo type type podcast. It's all silly. Nothing nothing like uh, real serious at all. So if you're looking for just straight jokes, Big J, Dave Smith, Luis Gomez, have a great one called Le- Legion of Skanks. Check it out. I know everybody's looking for more shit to do. And come on, Jews, fucking remind me of this shit. Even though I'm just telling you right now for the first time that you should. But remind me of Jewish holidays coming up. Even like, let's do one. I can get through most of them in like, within a couple years, I can get through all of them. Um, yeah, that's it. Get tickets to the, to the uh, this is not happening shows. All right. That's mine. I'll talk to you guys later. Ooh, phone call. Joey Diaz, I should have known. What's up, Joey? How are you? Bye, everybody. What did you say? In 1985, I robbed this chick, Stacy cigarette. Not a game of chance the other night, old Dame Fortune was doing me right. Man, the kings and queens just kept on coming around. Then I got a fool and I bet it high, but my bluff didn't work on a certain guy. He just kept on raising and laying the money down. Well, he'd raise me and I'd raise him. I sweated blood, you got to sink or swim. He finally called, didn't raise the bet. I said, Ace is full, pal, how about you? He said, I'll tell you in just a minute or two, but right now, I just got to have a cigarette. Smoke, smoke, smoke that cigarette.